Welcome to The Gender Rebels, a question and answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary. I'm Kath, a cis woman and ally. And I'm Faith, a trans woman. Special thank you to all our Patreon supporters. Hey everyone, I'm Kat. And I'm Faith. We are happy to present the first of our new series of Kath and Faith, the Gender Rebels, Review the Movies. Yay! Exciting. It is. And we'll be starting with a trilogy that many of you might be familiar with, The Matrix. Yeah, actually, it's a quadrilogy. Oh, that's right. We got another one coming up. No, not another one coming up. I mean, there's four Matrix movies. The animated one? Yeah, the animated one everyone forgets about. Also, I've never seen the animated one. Me neither. So you're going to get our thoughts on that as soon as we've seen it. But for today, we're going to rewatch the first one. So I wanted to real quick get our experience before we uh, before we watch it today, of just what we remember from it. And I do remember seeing it at least twice in the theaters when it came out and took my then boyfriend to it the second time at the music box theater in Chicago. And I said, you'll like this. And it was weird because he was really lame and boring and didn't like anything, but he did like the matrix. Well, that's good. What's your first time seeing it? I remember this movie because the trailers didn't show anything. Oh, and this was kind of old school, still in your old school trailer times when it was like in a world where you know Mm -hmm. um so this trailer like didn't show anything and but it was intriguing enough it's intriguing enough so i went to go see it and i remember this is one of the movie experiences i remember best Hmm. like this is one of the few times in my life i've gone to the movie theater and just been like blown away by a movie Uh, okay like wow that was mind-blowing that was awesome that Mm -hmm. was super entertaining hasn't happened that much maybe i can count that on five fingers i felt on one hand having watched yeah and i couldn't wait to discuss and deconstruct and and figure it out and of course i was an undergrad so the whole are we really living in a simulation now discussion happened a lot all right well without any further ado we are going to rewatch 1999's the matrix Mm, the matrix by the kamikowski sisters what is their name the wachowski by the wachowski sisters the wachowskis i don't know if they're the wachowskis or the wachowski sisters they were back then the Wachowski brothers. I remember that. And uh, that's how they were billing themselves. I see. And then they were the Wachowskis for a while. I think they're still just the Wachowskis. I think they are, but we can clarify that with a quick Google search. All right, everyone. Catch you on the other side. All right. Bye. Hey. I hey, everyone. Like, I feel like I kind of want to, I wish I could edit this. Yeah. Where Rocket, our one dog, and Reddy, our other dog, are in the construct program. Sure, they're in the Matrix. And, and they would bark. Mm-hmm. And instead of guns flying toward them in, on racks, racks, it would be just like racks of, of ham. Ooh! And sausages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they're in a slaughterhouse. Uh-huh. And they begin to eat. Yep. They and, wouldn't save Morpheus. And Morpheus just dies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just be eating sausages the whole time. <laughs> Our animals are very hungry. Yeah. It's because we've never, ever fed them. We've never fed them. So welcome to yeah. the Gender Rebels go to the movies. We mm-hmm. went to the Matrix today. We did. Um, I'm not even going to give you spoiler alerts. The movie's 20 years old. If you haven't seen it by now, that's on you. Yeah, I feel like I, that is something on the internet. People are like, spoiler alert for the movie, you know, Ben-Hur. And I'm like, <laughs> Fantasia. <laughs> <laughs> 
Spoiling, but I was just about to go see it. Aw, man. Nope. Yeah, nope. This is too old for there to be spoilers. So, yeah. We are reviewing The Matrix. Mm -hmm. And the reason we picked this one for our first one is because The Matrix was produced by the Wachowski brothers, as they were known back then. That is how they're credited Mm -hmm. on this movie. Mm -hmm. They are now just the Wachowskis because both sisters have Transitioned. Lana and Lily. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's awesome because I had long read, like, you know, like a transgender reading of this movie. Mm-hmm. And I always, you know, put that on myself. Yeah. As I was a trans person watching this movie. So, of course, I kind of. You're picked, going to see things yeah. that might not be there. Yeah. But then. I think because the creators of this movie are trans, mm-hmm. I don't know that it's that I'm not crazy. I think it's oh, legit. You, oh, you're literally not. There was an article like a month ago. Yeah, which that we're they confirmed to. that we there will be a link down below that they confirmed that there are uh, themes of transition. Yeah, and I was kind of watching it this time, trying to pick some mm-hmm. of that out. As was I. All right. Um, some of which I already I had already kind of picked out because again, as a trans person, I'm coming into pretty much all media. Mm-hmm. Uh, and picking out sort of transy things that uh, fit, that I think fit. I mean, it's your lens on the world. Exactly. We all have a mm-hmm. lens that colors our perception of the world. So when you get in a situation where someone goes to some gatekeepers, gets a special pill that allows them to become their true self uh, and, uh, you know, be awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, that Yeah, that's the Matrix. That, yeah. And Transition. And probably interpreted by a billion other things. Mm-hmm. So let's get into it. Yeah. I gotta say, I my notes here say, one of the best openings ever, exclamation point. Hmm. Kick-ass woman. That kick-ass woman being Trinity. So what's the scene you are referring to? Uh, the very first scene of the movie, mm-hmm. uh, which consists of, which is fantastic. This is one of the best, like, openings. It's perfect. And uh, the idea is that you you basically see a woman uh, typing at a computer in a rundown building and some cops show up mm-hmm. and they're going to arrest her. And then uh, these mysterious government agents show up and they're like, what are you doing? Don't go up there. We gave you we told gave you explicit per- instructions to not go up there. And the guy's like, don't worry. We sent three units. We're bringing her down we now. We can handle a little girl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the agent's like, no, Lieutenant, your men are already dead. And what happens? And tr- we see the cops go up to arrest her. And there's mm-hmm. like 10 cops in the room. And then Trinity turns around, jumps up in the air, flips around and like kicks all their asses. She kills all of them. All of them. And then, Quite effectively, and to our eyes, when this first came out, magically, there's yeah. she's like hovering above them and doing flying kicks and running you know, up was, walls and exactly. uh, all kinds of crazy stuff. All the stuff we started to see more of where they're using wires and it's like this crouching tiger, hidden dragon kind of movement. But when it came out in 99, I had never no seen No one that. had ever seen this. This was the first one. So, I mean, it's very possible this had been done in, like, a Hong Kong movie that wasn't released right, in the U.S. that right. we never saw. But uh, this was the first time that we had seen it. And it was, like, everyone in the theater, their jaw dropped. So it was an astonishing scene made extra astonishing from this very cool effect. And then this movie is very well written. This is, like, this is like if you were going to write a screenplay, I would be, like, study this screenplay. Mm-hmm. Uh, but one of the 
best story moments is you see this amazingly badass woman running up walls and again in 99 no one had ever done this Mm -hmm. our movies like our action movies were like you know john travolta punching people and this is people driving around real fast and this is a woman running up walls and like doing flips and it's oh it's amazing Mm -hmm. and then the first thing that happens she gets a phone call and they're like an agent and she's like oh my god shit like she's afraid of something so she just basically took care of all of the problems but then she was scared of something else and that is such a great writing moment Mm -hmm. to actually have that where like this uh, you you introduce this amazing kick-ass woman and then the one of the first things you see is like she's afraid of something Mm -hmm. really raises the stakes Mm -hmm. it's amazing especially when the quote-unquote monster is a guy in a suit yeah a rather ordinary kind of skinny guy in a suit and this smith this is something i noticed the people she's killing in the scene and really throughout the movie mm. are cops and i was like my notes are like pre very pre 9-11 so <laughs> i feel like things have changed i feel like we went through a period kind of after 9-11 where um killing it killing cops in movies was very guy. bad yeah and then now because uh big hollywood movies want to make money in china and china has very restrictive rules mm-hmm. about what they'll allow censorship wise and one of the things they will not allow is for police to be trade portrayed as bad guys or to get killed or i I think they can get killed but like probably heroically sure but like the police and the government cannot be portrayed in a negative light so you're not going to get that sort of thing anymore um and then i also love that this is like the opening is like really kick-ass trinity and Mm -hmm. then it's like wait oops we're a hollywood movie Let's go meet the male protagonist. <laughs> That's right. It's not her movie. And I remember seeing this the first time and being like, oh, this is this is going to be a very fun female character to watch. No, no. There's a guy. So we meet Neo, played by yes. Keanu Reeves. And I do like his apartment. And I noticed that this time um, he, he's got, if you don't need computer guys, Probably girls. I don't know as many computer girls. But he's got, like, this surround desk. He's got, like, a U-shaped desk in his apartment covered in junk and wires and food and garbage. And it's nasty and it's gross. And you can see the rest of his apartment sort of when they pull back. And, like, his bed's right here. And that's his apartment. He lives in squalor. Yeah. And it occurred to me later in the movie, this is not a spoiler, the movie's 20 years old, when he is taken out of the Matrix and he's on the ship, the Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. It is just as grimy and cramped as his apartment was. So yeah. it might have been an easier transition for him. It could have been. Yes. Yeah. That was speaking of his apartment. Mm-hmm. It is an attic apartment. I know. I know. Oh, yeah. Because it's time. got the angled ceiling. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, you also noticed that his apartment number is 101. 101. This movie has so much foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Such mm-hmm. great stuff. We're going to really talk about the trans stuff more. Mm-hmm. But such great foreshadowing in the 101 because Neo. Spoiler alert, is the one. Yes. And, and he's the computer guy and they all talk in binary or something like that. his friend like shows that. up and he's like, you're my own personal Jesus Christ. Yes. And then he, he laid down three religious references. Yeah. This guy who comes by with his cool girlfriend and her neck rings and her white rabbit tattoo. Neo sells him something. And the guy says, Alleluia, you're my personal Jesus Christ. And... You're my savior. Yeah. So that's, yeah, a lot of foreshadowing in this movie that, like, I totally didn't pick up on until, like, the fifth viewing. Um, I also love the fact that um, when we first meet Neo, it's late at night. He's on his computer and 
you see scrolling by a bunch of stuff. He's searching about Morpheus or the yes. Matrix. And I'm like, how very 90s transgender. <laughs> it's late at night. You got your big fat monitor and you're searching. Scouring. Scouring for uh Details on this esoteric Details. thing, yeah. that other people aren't really talking about. And the only and the and the you know it's illicit. You're looking up this illicit you know trans stuff, mm-hmm. and your only friends that you can be open with about it are online on computers. Yeah. Yep. And the next, you know, he he goes to this uh, rage against the machine. No, I fetish think it was club. a white zombie fetish club. Yeah. I I was actually saying there was. A, I remember there being um, a large overlap. With the trans scene and the fetish scene, like the fetish oh, that's scene, interesting. the fetish scene, and I'll say with that, like cyber scene, goth scene, mm-hmm. there's a lot of Venn diagram overlap. But it was like a a very a scene very open to androgyny, to transness, um, and I think uh, you you kind of get that scene. I think the Wachowskis were involved. I mm. think they were kind of both in in fetishy stuff, mm-hmm. and. I mean, no I, one's wearing black latex in this movie. Like, exactly, they're not subtle about no. it. No, so. and I and I dabbled in that scene more for the fashion, really, than than anything else. It's amazing because I grew up. I was like nineteen when the Matrix came out, mm. and it really kind of solidified my idea of what cool was. Oh, sure, sure, hundred percent. Um, I bought I bought boots once, and I bought um a skirt once, both latex, and I was like, because I thought they'd be, like, cool stuff, like Trinity would have. Yeah, the boots that have all the buckles on them. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. And so when Neo first meets Trinity... Mm-hmm. In this um, club. He says to her, I thought you were a guy. So, uh, you know, that's also that whole... Uh, on the one hand, it's the... We assume that everyone online is a guy, mm-hmm. maybe, or we assume that... The hackers are guys, mm-hmm. but I just like that we paused it, and mm-hmm. this will be the, probably the screenshot for this episode. But uh, the words are just "you were a guy." <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I thought was on a, the screen right yeah, before. Yeah, we were watching this with uh, <laughs> subtitles, and uh, it was like the subtitles: "You were a guy." You were a guy, and I just love that. But that the, there is that sort of there kind of um, a little bit of that, you know, machismo, but also on the other hand. Um, very much like playing into that you don't quite know mm-hmm. whose gender is whose especially online mm-hmm. or whose gender is what especially mm-hmm. online and so what yeah. we've got now is sort of this this introduction to a hacker community you yeah. know neo's doing some shady stuff he got paid for some disc that he gave to the guy he's talking to her she hacked into ibm's d base the irs d base I- because i never knew if it was like is this a, is irs d a thing is is it the irs D base, like D base is like the database, I and they're think, being like cool. I think they're know? being cool and yeah. saying database. The D base. Where's the D yeah. base? And someone's like the what? And you say like database. How, like and they say, will, why didn't yeah. you just say database? Like how I keep my books on a B shelf. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think there's a lot of con- in their first conversation, Trinity and Neo's first conversation. Uh, she's. Very much like you're looking for something you don't know what you're looking for, but you know the world isn't right. You know this all doesn't feel right, mm-hmm. and it's very dysphoria. Yes, it's very much like driving home this like something's wrong, but you can't put your finger on it. And Morpheus does this more later of like you know something's off, but you're not quite sure what's off, and mm-hmm. it doesn't feel right, and and your role doesn't feel right, and the world doesn't feel right. And mm-hmm. it's, uh, you very much got that dysphoria. And you know, initially, I never really got uh, a, a trans read off of that because I think. It's, it's kind of like the movie Frozen. 
Yeah. That can apply to people in so many situations. Mm-hmm. People read that as a as a gay thing or as a mental illness thing or as some other kind of secret that you're not supposed to tell. And here in the Matrix, it's like, you know, something's off, something's wrong, something doesn't feel right. You know, things are different from what you're told. Like that can apply to a lot of things. Yeah. Including. It can. That trans experience. And I also like that Neo is very frumpy. Yes. And it reminds me of me when I was presenting mail, because I was also very frumpy. Didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Just sort of, these are clothes, I guess, I will wear, especially when he's at work. Mm-hmm. And he's just, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we also, uh, do you have anything else from the club? Not from the club. I do okay. know that uh, one note I think, one detail I noticed mm-hmm. the next morning, he's late to work at his fancy software company as his boss is giving him a hard time and he's sort of distracted by the people washing the windows. Yeah. I noticed that you've got like soap suds running down the window and it was pretty similar to where all the Matrix characters yeah. are running vertically down the screen. We also have a similar thing later where he's under the Adam Street Bridge and it's pouring rain and it's more vertical movement down the screen so you see that a lot that's a visual callback yeah and you do get his boss being very much like you think that the rules don't apply to you you think that you're special Mm -hmm. again more foreshadowing Mm -hmm. which is fantastic everything in this movie is fantastic i love this movie yeah um so neo's at work he gets arrested by some agents actually morpheus calls him Mm-hmm. Uh, pre 9-11 again this is pre 9-11s where the FedEx guy can just walk around the office willy nilly and just deliver to individual here's desks here's a package I didn't order it but thank you very yeah. much yeah uh, so you know uh, Morpheus tries to get him to go on, on the roof via the window washing contraption it's too scary he doesn't um, go and uh, he ends up getting arrested and we get this um, He's, he gets arrested. They guess he gets sat down in the interrogation room with the agents, mm-hmm. and uh, we very much get this leading. You know, you're leading a double life. Yep. Your other life is lived in computers. Mm-hmm. The agent says, and again, that's where you something, have a different name. Yeah, very transy. Again, this could none of this is like essentially has to be transy, but the fact that two trans women wrote it, we're going to go with have it. Said, yeah, so that yeah, the other life lived in computers, and again, I think for a lot of pre-out trans people uh, or or trans people who are in situations where they're experiencing divor- dysphoria and they can't come out because of their family situation or their work situation mm-hmm. or any number of situations. Uh, All you have. Yeah, being able to have a social media account mm-hmm. or, you know, to have a video game avatar who's female Mm -hmm. you know that's like a huge deal i know second life yeah yeah when we talked to like michelle henley the the trans actress Mm -hmm. and uh she was saying that you know growing up she always had to have the the female video game avatar and you get you get a sense of that in this too Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um and also the implication that it's very bad mm -hmm. that you have this second life this is he committed nearly every cyber crime we have Uh a law for for example but there's the you that looks and acts normal, and then there's the bad one. Yeah. And you're in trouble now because of that bad one. Mm-hmm. So, uh, after the interrogation... Well, I gotta point out one yeah. thing in the interrogation oh, the, that I yeah. thought was hilarious. Okay. Is, you know, he says, you know, we can move forward mm-hmm. with uh, making the right choice, or bad things can happen if you make the wrong choice. And Neo still thinks he's talking to a cop or the FBI, and he says... Give me my phone call. I presume he wants a mm-hmm. lawyer. Uh, and then they fuck with his head. And they say, oh, you can't 
What good is a yeah. phone call if you can't speak? And they matrix up his mouth away and he freaks out and they put the um, electronic metal bug yeah. in his belly button, which is freaky. Yeah. And I may or may not have had nightmares about that. But I noticed when the agents grab him to slam him on the table for the bug to go in, his button-down shirt pops open like oh, he's yeah. a stripper. Like, it's just, there, we got it. Now Now for the bug in your belly button. Mm-hmm. So he had a bug in the belly button. Yeah. And, again, woke up screaming. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, he ends up meeting up, as Cap mentioned, under the Adam Street Bridge mm-hmm. with Morpheus and our, our other heroes. Mm-hmm. And... One of the things I noticed was we get in the car. Yes. There's two women and one man. Yes. Both of the women have short hair and the guy has long hair up in a bun. That's right. And it just, I, I know these characters are kind of supposed to be a little androgynous. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about the character of Switch. 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 And this is kind of the legendary transiness of mm-hmm. this movie is the character Switch. Uh, she's a character with a short cropped blonde hair she wears the white outfit Mm -hmm. when they all stand in their shiny black outfits she's in the white one Mm -hmm. and originally the idea was that there were going to be two actors playing switch Mm -hmm. that in the real world switch was going to be a guy and in the matrix which is a girl switch was going to be a girl in the matrix Mm -hmm. and that it was a trans person who um their ideal self because when you you're in the real world which is like, you know, you're on the little ship flying through the ruined tunnels in mm-hmm. the future. Mm-hmm. And then the Matrix is, of course, a simulation. Mm-hmm. What we would think of as the real world is actually a simulation in the Matrix. So when you're in the Matrix, you get to choose your residual self-image. It's it's kind of your personal idea of who you are. Mm-hmm. And that this person's personal idea of who they are was a woman, mm-hmm. even though they were a man, you know, in reality. Yeah. And so the, the Wachowskis put this character in the script I believe it got as far as casting. Yeah. And the studio was like, no, 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 no. Too confusing. Use the same actor. Yeah. End of discussion. Yeah. Yeah. So that was, And honestly, yeah. if, if, even if they had done that, then I would have some questions like, what is this person's real gender? Is, is, is it really the real person they are on the Nebuchadnezzar? And that gender that they express as, or is it the one in the Matrix? Because presumably the AI wouldn't be built in a complicated enough way to accommodate. Well, I transition. I even wonder: is it in the? I would if I if we meet the Wachowskis, it's going to be my first question. Yes, About are there trans which? people? <laughs> because the Matrix fucks it up, and the baby in the pod that mm-hmm. we get born as, say, I'm a trans woman, I was actually a female baby in the pod but someone gave and me the, the male computer program. glitched and i got the male program in the mm-hmm. matrix and that's mm-hmm. what's wrong that could be i mean that'll be my head cannon mm-hmm. but but um, let's say that happens let's say yeah. you are that baby in the pod and you get the wrong mm-hmm. program yeah. what are you on the nebuchadnezzar you're the baby you're the baby yeah which would be a girl and again this no this is fun to think about no no it's fun to think about but again <laughs> it's it's this all conjecture exactly. um well we'll we'll tweet this at the wachowski see mm-hmm. if they give us an answer um there there there's a matrix four coming out so yes. <laughs> maybe we'll go that for too, some yeah if we have movies i again. would hope in that one that they get to uh address this a little more but uh so basically neo gets in the car with them mm-hmm. and he's like uh what's going on what's going on what whoa whoa, whoa. and 
and they're like get out if you know don't ask questions you know get out our way of the highway and so i get that that that's you're about to transition mm-hmm. you're, you're you're going a little deeper into this <clears throat> and there is generally a lot of fear and trepidation over mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. over transition and the need to trust certain people yeah 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 they suck the bug out it's okay yeah, they do they yes. don't show if there's like an incision on his belly but there must be anyway that's it's a, least it, but it's problems. electronic it's all code sure so it doesn't matter it can yeah. heal up instantly that's true Yep. So we go to meet Morpheus. We meet Morpheus. And here, you know, Morpheus talks in metaphors a lot, which is a little bit annoying sometimes. But, you know, you you get why. But what we get twice are two different comparisons for Neo, where they imply that you are Alice down the rabbit Mm -hmm. hole. Yeah. See how deep the rabbit hole goes. And later on, Cypher says to Neo, buckle up, Dorothy. Yeah. You're not in Kansas anymore. And I was thinking about how those are two similar-ish stories, down mm-hmm. to the blue and white dresses, yeah. by the way, of two little girls having an absolutely bonkers experience. But there's little boy stories where they have bonkers experiences, but they didn't choose to, you know, make some reference to Neverending Story or Lion, yeah. Witch, in the Wardrobe. They went with Alice yeah. and Dorothy. Which is interesting, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, I also like this idea of Morpheus. I mean, if we take this as a parable or uh, allegory, you know, we're getting to the, the gatekeeper, the doctor, mm-hmm. who's going to, uh, you know, or the therapist. Mm-hmm. If we, we're seeing this as starting transition. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the this is the moment where we, we meet our doctor, we meet our therapist, we finally sort of come out a little bit more, we... Uh, we learn a little bit more about this. And Trinity says to Neo, as they're about to meet Morpheus, she says, be honest. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a good thing for talking to your doctor or therapist. Yeah. Be honest with them. And then you meet that doctor and they know yeah. what you're going through. Mm-hmm. There are people who, who've done this and they've worked with those people yeah. and they know what it is. And Morpheus makes a really great comparison where he says, there's something like a splinter in your mind. Driving you mad. Driving yes. you mad. Yeah. Dysphoria. Dysphoria. And then we get to the red pill or the blue pill. Mm-hmm. Um, HRT in the metaphor. The mm-hmm. red pill is the one that opens your eyes. Mm-hmm. I believe that's been co-opted by a group of people called assholes. Yes. But, the less said of them, the better. Yeah. Uh, but this is the, the, the HRT. Here, take this pill. It will start this change in your body and things will get better. And then they say specifically, there's no turning back. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get off HRT. Yeah, you can detransition if you want. There's nothing stopping you. But I do, I do like this idea of this allegory of transition that Neo is, or, or that Mister Anderson, mm-hmm. Thomas Anderson, is transitioning fully to Neo. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the HRT. And HRT honestly, starts this journey in, in a, a huge way. If you've gotten to the point where you are taking your first pill of HRT, yeah, you probably. Want it very, very much. You're yeah. probably not going to turn back. I have also heard this, and I don't know how accurate this is, but I have heard from some people that their HRT was... Um, Kremarin? Was red or pink. It was a red pill. Mm-hmm. Um, mine was estradiol and it was blue. But this was the 90s. This was the 90s. And the so treatment yes. then was Kremarin. Yep. Uh, I also love that during the sequence, uh, they... You know, Neo takes the pill, it starts breaking down reality, and uh, this is so that they can isolate his carrier signal and mm-hmm. separate him from the Matrix. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I like, <laughs> Morpheus says, this will feel a little weird, 
said by Morpheus and countless doctors. I just had my GRS. You don't know how many. <laughs> you don't know how many things they were like. This will feel kind of weird. This will feel a little weird. And the sensation was a little more complex than weird, wasn't it? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and mm-hmm. and Neo screaming <laughs> it was pretty much my response to anything where they were like, "This will feel a little weird." Exactly. Now the um, process where um where we see Neo go from uh. A hairless slug in a pod of pink slime with wires. Which is where Neo wakes up in the yeah, real world. Yeah, he wakes up yeah. in the real real world. Uh-huh. Claws his way out. Um, a, a flying machine finds him and goes, and, you know, un- disconnects mm-hmm. the coax cable from the back of his head. He, all the wires blast off his arms. He gets flushed. He goes down a water slide. He gets dunked in a pool where he would probably die ordinarily. And then something from the claw game at an arcade grabs him and carries him to reality. Carries him More to physician. Nebuchadnezzar. Yeah. Yes. And that's fucking dangerous. Yeah. And it made me think of all the risks. Physical health risks. People literally dying. Yeah. That's involved in separating yourself from this comforting lie. To this yeah. uncomfortable reality. It is true. And that's something they play up in a lot a lot in this movie is that it's just reality. Mm-hmm. It's like Morpheus says, I'm only promising you the truth. I'm only, they're just getting reality. Mm-hmm. And reality can suck. Apparently and the food is bad and it's cold all the time. Transition can suck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, transition's not going to make everything in your life better. Mm-hmm. Transition's going to get rid of dysphoria. For me, it definitely helped. For a lot of other people, it helped a lot with being Mm. more comfortable with ourselves, being more comfortable socially, Mm -hmm. uh, being more comfortable in our life. But it does introduce other problems. Oh, yeah. It it can affect your safety. Mm -hmm. Uh, It can affect your safety medically. It can affect your safety from a violence standpoint. Mm -hmm. It Mm -hmm. can get you kicked out of your house. It can ruin relationships with, you know... It people might who judge you make some things better and it might make some things um, worse it's not a panacea that's going to fix every problem in your life mm-hmm. it's going to fix dysphoria mm-hmm. i betcha mm-hmm. but it's not going to fix everything so yeah exactly. so we get the we get the chalkboard scenes where morpheus and neo explain everything and uh mm-hmm. morpheus tells the history of the war between the machines and the humans yes. and and Eventually, humans were all enslaved in an artificial reality called the Matrix, which mm-hmm. is what our world is. Mm-hmm. And I just love this. This was made in 1999. And Morpheus says, in the early 21st century, humanity was united in celebration. And I went, how quaint yeah. an idea that was in 1999. And I was thinking, and I'm like, okay, so we're almost... Fifth of the way through the twenty now. Yeah. Like, what is what is early? How how much how much time do we have before the planet <laughs> can be united in celebration? And maybe beating COVID, and then like, hey everyone, let's let's set AI loose on our maybe planet we, while we're at it. Maybe Hooray! We, maybe, maybe we get AGI happening, yeah. and then that fixes COVID. Uh, let's get AI going. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, united in celebration. So they take ne- Morpheus and Neo do kind of a training program mm-hmm. to learn everything. And uh, one of the things is uh, the training programs are little miniature matrixes mm-hmm. uh, that are hosted on locally on their ship. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're still artificial simulations like the matrix, but they're not the actual matrix. You'll matrix. see like those white backgrounds mm-hmm. and, you know, Neo has hair instead of the buzz cut yeah. that he has. Yeah. And we get the, that. Yeah. The residual self-image, the true you, mm-hmm. uh, which we talked about. But uh, he says... 
that in the training that it's about breaking the rules. Some rules can be broken, mm-hmm. some rules can be bent, mm-hmm. and transition really is, in a way, about breaking the rules. Like you had never thought that this mm-hmm. could be okay, but and you can't break everything. There's still gravity, yeah, in the matrix that you still have to follow that rule. But some stuff can be super fast, and yeah. other stuff can be super slow, and sometimes gravity isn't quite as gravity-ish. Mm-hmm. So you do get the sense of as you're transitioning, you're learning. To break more rules, uh, to bend more rules. Mm-hmm. You're, you're learning new rules mm-hmm. about how the world works. So I liked that. And this that's the whole crux of the movie, if I'm understanding it correctly. Because there's always been stuff about the Matrix that confuses me. And you're going to hear that in this review and future versions in, in the sequels. But the idea is how many of the rules can you break and how well can you break them? Yeah. And that is why the agents are more dangerous than our ragtag band of rebels. Yeah. Because they know exactly how many rules can be broken Mm -hmm. and they are very powerful and they wrote the program. And so it's everyone else just trying to figure out how to beat the agents at their own game. Yeah. Okay. Not Um, a trans metaphor, just the matrix. So speaking of the agents, let's talk about the villain. Yes. Uh, the real villain of this, uh, Cypher, is Joseph Pantaleone's character. Mm-hmm. And he's the bad guy. He's the one who betrayed, the human who betrays them to the machines. Mm-hmm. And I noticed it when we were watching this time uh, that he is coded very masculine. Yes. He is the one who's, uh, you know, watching the machines and he's like, just looking at girls. Right. Redhead, blonde, yeah. brunette. Yeah. He uh, meets with the, the agents in the Matrix and, you know, he's, you know, he's drinking liquor Eating in the steak. ship. He's got cigars and steaks and it's all just very masculine. Mm-hmm. He's not eating a salad and a <laughs> white wine spritzer. Right. He is he's eating rare steak and smoking a cigar. And that I was, I noticed that he's very masculine, and he has very predatory, entitled behavior towards Trinity. Yes, and I also wonder, I'm like, is he supposed to represent detransition because he wants to get out, mm. or am I overthinking that a little? Hmm. Um, I mean, think about the temptations of detransition. Yeah. I, I, I personally can't imagine them really but other than wanting to be comfortable again, wanting to not remember this awful weird strange thing that's happening yeah again detransition is something that is definitely played up a lot by people who deny the reality of trans people Mm -hmm. uh and tend to say oh trans people are crazy and look at the number look at the vast number of these people who detransition which people do Mm detransition uh for any number of reasons i doubt their dysphoria goes away Mm -hmm. but sometimes you detransition because you're in a bad situation. Yeah. Like, again, I don't know anyone. I don't know everyone's life. <laughs> but I have known tons and tons of trans people, uh, both online and in real life, um, have not met one who is detransitioned. Yeah, yeah. Uh, except for me. I did start hormones and then get off them. I wouldn't. So I wouldn't necessarily call I, that a Fox News would probably count <laughs> me. So, um, so Neo goes to see the Oracle. Yes. The and, black grandma making cookies. Yeah, I like the Oracle. I like. Her. I was sad. We'll get to that. Um, smoking indoors. Yeah, she just. There's a lot. It was 99. I get People it. People were like, smoking. Ugh. Uh 
Neo learns there that he's not the one, actually. He is not the Maybe one. in his next life, she says to him, oh, yeah. Gotcha. Uh, but I like that um, Neo says to Trinity, I'm not the one. I'm just another guy. Mm-hmm. And she says, no, that's not true. Mm-hmm. And, and I know that's not true. I love that because that feels very much like someone who's trans. I'm just mm-hmm. another, I'm just I'm another just guy. guy. I'm just a guy. And someone's like, no, you're nope. not. Nope, nope, nope. So that's just another, uh, just another sort of transy thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you have anything on the? Um, I'm not sure if this is before or oracle? after the oracle. Um, yes, something the oracle said. Yes, being the one is like being in love. You just know it, balls to bones. You know it. You know it to every fiber of your being. Yeah. I guess Neo didn't know it. Does balls to bones mean like you're fucking? No, I think it's just body parts. Okay, okay. <laughs> like, is it the balls touching the hip bone of the girl? Mm-hmm. Or is there fucking? No, I don't I'm know. I'm sure okay. it's balls. Because I, I, I didn't understand that. But anyway, um, yeah, dysphoria is definitely something you just know. No one can tell you if you're trans. Mm-hmm. No one can tell you if you're trans. No one can tell you if you're experiencing dysphoria. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know it. Uh, I think that's probably our most common question that we get is, am I trans enough? Am I trans enough? Again, my answer is just going to be balls to bones now. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, no one can tell you. Mm -hmm. You you have to kind of know and you know. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, Oftentimes people being trans, you know, is like we all want our Morpheus to come and be like, yeah, come on, let me lead you down this path because mm-hmm. it's a hard path, mm-hmm. especially to take on your own. And there is often a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Neo doesn't know what the fuck is going on until he wakes up in the bubble mm-hmm. and gets told by Morpheus and everyone. Um, and even then, it's hard to hard for he pukes from having to deal with this situation. Mm-hmm. Um, he took a leap of faith. He didn't know what the fuck he was doing, but he he had to do it and that's what transition is it's, mm-hmm. it's often a leap of faith we we don't know what's gonna happen and you have to it's trust scary. the people who know what they're doing and reassure you that this is possible even if it's running off the top of a building to yeah. jump onto another one don't jump off buildings don't do that we this are still the in the matrix well you know no one makes it on their first go yeah um so yeah, so they end up getting captured, or Morpheus ends up getting captured, mm-hmm. and Neo and Trinity have to go in and rescue him. Mm-hmm. Cipher tries to kill everyone and gets killed in the process, mm-hmm. and that sucks. But uh, not for Cipher's dead, which is great. Cipher's an asshole. Yeah, uh, everyone else is dead, which sucks. Yeah. Uh, but we get down to our core characters, so that's mm-hmm. good. Um, Lobby. I put lobby coolest action sequence ever yes. question mark yes yes remove the question 100 percent yes uh so they they break in the building and again that's very pre 911 mm-hmm. <laughs> although there was a metal there, detector there was, there a, was yeah. you know he had to walk through the guy's like do you have any metal on you keys coins yeah. and he reveals all his guns so cool it's this, just such this a cool whole scene. building this whole yeah. lobby you know security guards are getting slaughtered don't don't think that they're like men with families they're not they're batteries living in the matrix but yeah. uh very well, that's impressive. the idea the idea is any one person could immediately become an agent exactly. so and the minds are not ready to be free they justify it in the movie mm-hmm. it's fine mm-hmm. um so they they do rescue morpheus mm-hmm. 
Do you have any notes on this? Or? Mm. No. Okay. So they rescue Morpheus. They get to the exit, and then oh no, everyone gets out except Neo, and uh. then he's got to fight the agent. And the agent, the bad guy, keeps saying this is Hugo Weaving's character keeps mm-hmm. it, calling him Mr. Anderson. Mm-hmm. I'm going to kill you, Mr. Anderson. You are dead, Mr. Anderson. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is inevitable, Mr. Anderson. Mm-hmm. And then as Neo kills him and escapes, he says, "My name is Neo." He's misgendering him, he's misnaming him, he's calling him by his dead Dead name, name. and he's like, no, my name is Neo, and I'm badass, and I'm trans, and this is who I am, and I'm free, and I'm kicking ass, and I look cool, and I'm succeeding. Mm -hmm. So that's Mm -hmm. that very, like, yeah. I've managed to beat you at your own game. Exactly. Despite you using the dead name Mm -hmm. over and over such a good last action sequence really was such an amazing like chase Mm -hmm. and everything the Mm -hmm. editing is amazing the music just that moment where like neo goes and gets to the room and then uh, gets shot yep (laughs) comes back to life because not only is neo trans neo is also jesus yep i actually thought about someone pointed out once um that Movies about Jesus and Christianity and movies that wait, like, like Kirk Cameron movies, you know, <laughs> that are like very much pushing this point about Jesus home hmm. are never do very well. That's interesting. But or this review, one wi- review wise, but no, people love movies up with about Jesus that aren't Jesus. They like Christ figures. Christ figures. Yep. Yeah. We yep. love our Robocops and our Jesus, our Neos, and mm-hmm. but we don't want uh, Jesus. So this Neo is Jesus and he's trans. He's mm-hmm. trans Jesus. Mm-hmm. I feel um, like the religious imagery is a lot more heavy-handed in the second one. I know he wears a cassock. I know he sleeps in sort of this arch. The third and the third one, And too. the third one, yeah. yeah and we'll get to that when we talk about yeah. those. But um, So, yeah. So, Neo uh, comes back to life, rises from the dead, and mm-hmm. is, like, now controls everything. Mm-hmm. Fully transitioned. Mm-hmm. He's fully transitioned. Now, in reality, transition... I don't know if transition's ever done done or if it's being trans is never done. Yeah, I, I mean, I, don't I guess it's the, it's the revolution that they're fighting. That's yeah. never done, or at least, you know, I haven't seen the fourth one yet. Neither of you. Neither have I. Um, maybe it's, it's finished then. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's an ongoing struggle just as they manage to learn and outwit the AI. The AI will learn from them and continue to escalate the fight. Yeah. Um, there's a very tense last scene. Yeah. Neo is fighting on the subway. Mm-hmm. Um, the ship has been discovered yeah. by the... Sentinels. Sentinels. It The hull has been breached. Mm-hmm. The Sentinels are getting their telephone cord... Tentacles. Tentacles into the thing. Sentinel tentacles. Sentinel tentacles. And Trinity is talking to Neo asleep in his dentist chair. Yes. And says she knows he's the one. Because the Oracle told her, Trinity, you're not the one, but you will fall in love with the one. Yeah. And she's talking to Neo while he's fighting within the Matrix, and she kisses him, and he wakes up. Yes. Sleeping Beauty Sleeping reversed. Beauty, gender reverse Sleeping Beauty. Yep. Yep. I actually, when I, the girl I was dating when the second Matrix came out, I made her watch the first Matrix, mm-hmm. and she hated it. And she pointed to that scene in particular as being stupid and making no sense. And I was like, "It's a fairy tale." Yeah, it's, yeah, it's fine. What I don't know, but anywho, uh, she missed out on enjoying a great movie. So fuck her. Too bad. Um, 
too bad. So the final call, uh, the movie ends with starts with a phone call and ends with a phone call. Mm-hmm. And you see it on a mm-hmm. screen. You see yeah. those glowing green letters on a black screen. And if you're not familiar with the Matrix at this point, I can't help. Watch you. it. Come on. I have watched it before getting to this point in the podcast. Do a time machine, whatever you need to. Mm. So the I noticed the that at the top of the screen it says trans opt. Called trans, trans opt. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. As the outro green credit. So start. it's probably not intentional. It was probably not even done by the Wachowskis. It was mm. probably done by a production designer, but I love that it just says the last, trans opt. One of the last words you see in yeah. the movie is yeah. Call and Neo trans opt. says a world we're gonna we're gonna be creating a world without rules, without controls. Without borders or boundaries, a world where anything is possible. And I think as far as gender roles are concerned, that is the goal of me. A world without rules, a world without controls, a world without borders or boundaries, where anything is possible gender-wise. And I think that is... I am someone who has transitioned uh, in a binary way. Mm -hmm. I transitioned from a male role to a female role. Mm -hmm. Um... But gosh, gender should be more than those two. Totally. In my case, it worked out. But mm-hmm. in a lot of other people's, they don't feel like it's those two. Like it needs borders to be bigger. Or, yeah, yeah, it needs to be bigger and wider and, and without rules and without borders or boundaries where anything is possible. And that's what we want. So I'm just going to replace LGBTQ, which is Neo. Mm. No, I don't know. I'm I have my problems with the pride flag and with the and with LGBTQ AI. We did a whole episode about that. Um but I like that where anything is possible. I like that too. And uh yeah, so I think Matrix fantastic movie. Mm. It blew my mind when it came out in like 99. I saw it when I was 19. Yep. It is probably one of a handful of movies I can remember where I saw them in the theater, came out and was like Oh my god, that was amazing! Yep. I have only had that maybe three or four times in my entire life. Yeah, uh, one of the other ones was Force Awakens. Mm. It's my first time watching a good Star Wars movie <laughs> in the theater. Um, I'm trying to think of what any of the other ones might have been. Goodfellas. I saw Goodfellas on HBO first wow. uh, when I was about fourteen or fifteen. I should not have been watching that. Um. Yeah, I don't, I honestly don't remember what other ones, but I'd have to think. But yeah, Matrix is one of those ones. It may have been the best movie I've seen in the theater as far as like, oh my gosh, that was awesome. It's a good one. Yeah. So thanks for listening to our... Yeah, and it's transy. I'm sorry. And it's transy. So yeah, go watch The Matrix and and think about it as a trans movie. I Mm -hmm. think we want to try to do some more movies. We're definitely going to do all the rest of The Matrix movies. Definitely. I think the trans metaphor breaks down a little more with each one. We'll find it. But we'll figure it out and <laughs> we'll find it. And then we'll, we'll do some other ones. Yes. Send any requests for movies you want us to review. We'd we love should, to. I Not think... even necessarily like overtly trans movies. No. Just movies that you think could benefit from a trans lens. I want to watch Princess Diaries because that was on our list okay. of movies to rewatch. I want to rewatch that one, but as a trans lens. I've literally never seen it. Anything so. where someone has a transition. Yeah. Has that transformation scene where they go from dud to stud. Uh, you know, I want to see, I want to see I mean, that. That's from all the-, the movies in the 80s that had a montage sequence. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. We got a lot of movies to watch, but we'll yep. talk about all of them. So anyway, yeah, we just, uh, since Kath read this article, 
where the Wachowskis admitted it that this movie is a trans metaphor. Um, we've been wanting to, to do this, so we hope to do some more movies. I think it'll be fun. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll talk to you next time. All right, everyone. Bye. Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep making great content, go to patreon.com slash gender rebels. Please leave a five-star review on iTunes and send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com. Music for the Gender Rebels is by Jasper the Colossal. Link down below or download them on iTunes. For all our episodes, visit genderrebels.com. Gender Rebels is a comeback sync production. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. And to all you Gender Rebels out there, keep, keep rebelling! rebelling.